What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Inner Miami Podcast. It is Jay Kington here alongside an empty chair. Mr. Alex Papa George is actually in Breckenridge, Colorado, celebrating his birthday, doing outdoor snow activities, I am sure. Wanted to give you guys a little midweek care package, some bonus content with Mr. Max Ramos, VP of Operations for the Siege. Go over a little season preview. Home games, away games, what our expectations are, where we think this club could be at the end of the season. Outside of that, not a ton of major news. We do have Nico Fagal actually at training camp with the other players. Really talented defender from Argentina, Independiente. Not signed, but we are in communications with him. And he came to preseason training camp for a little try before you buy, I guess. But outside of that, really no no big news. We have... We're in talks with the state of Qatar to be a potential sponsor and partner for Inter Miami. And, you know, go ahead and pencil in uh, Sergio Aguero, Kuhn Aguero, as he's often referred to as, on your player rumor list. That was the big name that just recently came up. So add that in to the others as we still hold on to these two DP spots. But don't want to waste too much time. Want to get right into it. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Max Ramos. What's up, everybody? We've got Max Ramos, VP of Operations of the Seeds, joining me on this call. Uh, wanted to bring him on and, and give a brief preview of our season schedule, the matchups we're going to be facing, and overall outcome we think we will get in our inaugural season. Uh, we'll recap with a brief, uh, you know, some comments about the Super Draft, as that was today, and we had. Uh, our number one overall pick and number three overall pick that we are both very excited about. But, you know, without any further ado, Max, how are you doing, man? Been a, been a while, but doing glad great. to have you back. Yeah, it has been a while. Thank you for having me on, Jay. Very excited uh, for today. Obviously, the Super Draft was uh, occurred this afternoon. Really great picks in my opinion for the Herons. And then, obviously, we're here to talk the schedule finally it's not a dream anymore. It's a reality. People are making plans, moving their lives around because Inter Miami is going to play some football. Yeah, it's it's creeping up on us, man. It's like just every week we get closer, and you know, time's starting to fly. So uh, we're really excited to to go ahead and kick off uh, this season. And you know, I do want to want to say Alex says hello. He uh, pains him that he can't be here. He's just swamped with work. So it's just me, uh, Max, and myself today. But uh, let's just kind of get into this. I think everyone is already aware of, you know, the first few games on our schedule. Primarily, that first game over in L.A. is going to be a monster. Yeah, it's, hey, Inter-Miami, hey, South Florida, we've been waiting a long time for you to get here. So, to introduce you to MLS, let's put you against the best regular season team ever in their home stadium in, fi- in front of the 3252. It should be a fun time. It's it's going to be if, – if there was a, a team that mirrored Inter-Miami the most in MLS, it has to be LAFC. The mm-hmm. dark colors, the suave, the, the, the branding. Obviously, the stadium is magnificent, uh, located next to the LA Coliseum, next to USC. Um, it's beautiful. The 3252 has become synonymous with the club, and more. a lot of people go – the games just to see them as much as they to see Carlos Vela, the MLS MVP, and that team who ran through the league during the regular season. Obviously, 
they met the playoff king, king Seattle Sounders mm-hmm. um, in the Western Conference Finals. But this year, obviously, they have Champions League to, to deal with. They have their supporter shield to protect. And obviously, they want to go for that last bit of hardware that they've been dying for the MLS Cup. And that's our first game. So great. Awesome. Can't wait. Uh, the good thing is because they have such a packed schedule that they're going to be traveling a lot. Uh, they're going to have some guys maybe out on international duty or coming back. So it could be the right time for our guys to score that first ever win um, or worst case scenario draw, which would be great. I know uh, all three supporters <laughs> groups uh, plus uh, several other fans are going uh, going to be packing the away section. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see it on TV. Unfortunately, I will not be able to go, but I am very excited just to see into Miami on the pitch after all these years of waiting. Yep. From there, from there next the following week, not even the following week, six days later, we go from LA all the way to Washington DC, nation's capital, visit Audi field and DC United without Wayne Rooney. So it's figuring out the post Rooney years, figuring out how do they go from here? They have the stadium, which is really lovely and a nice part of town. Um, it could be still a little cold, but uh, it's going to be a pretty equal match, in my opinion. Then, yeah, of course, I think they're going to struggle, though. I, I, without Rain, uh, without Wayne Rooney, you know, I mean, trying to find that identity, especially in the in the you know the first part of the season, uh, you know, I, I really think it, it, it might be tough. But I, I I am optimistic we can go in there and get a win. I, I love your optimism, saying worst case draw against LAFC. Uh, but uh, you know, I think DC is doable, and and then going back to LA after that, you know, facing a you know a pretty decent uh, Galaxy team, but they're kind of in the same predicament that DC's in because now it's the post you know Zlatan era, and and how are they going to yeah. kind of come together and, and you know get through that? Um, you know, we're going. Uh, we said it zero to hundred real quick. They're throwing us to the Wolves. Uh, you know, game one, and even this this first month is still you know pretty stout teams. You know, it, it, it's a while before we honestly get into some of the you know, more uh, lower, uh, mid, last four on, on either conference. So, you know, it's going to be uh, – we, we're going to have to come out swinging. Yeah, and we're rounding out March with the Red Bulls, which, like, they did run the league a little bit in terms of the supporter shield a few years ago. Things have slowed down a bit. Um, they sold off or, or, or didn't sign big stars as of lately, but their youth has actually been developed really well. And what I do think is that they sneak up on people and that we got to be mindful of. Obviously we're going to have a young team as well on the whole. So it's something that hopefully guys like Lee Wynn and, and Ben sweat and guys who've been in the league a while can yeah, say, Hey, man. don't take them lightly. They will kick our faces in if we do not do what we need to do. Exactly. There, like a Ramon Torres as well. Like I really like the, the senior leadership we have with their experience mentoring and bringing these young bulls up into the range of the MLS. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, I think the balance of MLS experience, uh, like just general football experience. And then also the elite young talent is going to be a good mixture in my opinion, especially coming to April. April is going to be a little lighter. Um, uh, Philadelphia union were really, really good last year. Surprised a lot of people. I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back, but they're coming down to Fort Lauderdale, um, and hopefully that one thing I'm gonna re- I think we're gonna realize is even though as the the season goes on, our games are gonna be later in the day. Thankfully, the humidity is still gonna be there, and I think it's gonna start draining teams from places like Philadelphia. 
Um, obviously, we're going to then go to Houston in front of all of 100 people. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> Disrespectful. Dude, you they have one of the best scenarios in the league, and they don't bring anybody to the to their game. So, mm-hmm. got to say it. Uh, the earthquake's coming in. Then uh, a very interesting Toronto FC. They're uh, good, man. Just, they're good. They're they tricky. Are. They got. They're very uh, tricky. As much as, we, as much as as some USA fans, you hate to say it, they got Josie Altador and Michael Bradley. Sometimes they they will make you mad as hell, and then other times they're gonna just they're gonna score, and it's gonna be like, well, wh- why don't they do that all the time? Yeah, I mean, uh, Josie was injured, it. you know, the the end of last season, so. You know, what they were going through the playoffs without him. So it was really other players really coming together. You know, like your, your Laurent Simon and, and Nick DeLeon had a, a hell of a, a playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're they're our, talented. They, they're, they're just a weird team. They, they bridge that. They're in that middle gap between being a giant club and then being like a mid tier club. And they, they're trying to figure out what they really want to be in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You and can't underestimate out, them. It'll, no, it'll hurt you no. if you do. No, and then rounding out is a is going to be a late one for 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 TV viewers. Nine thirty, Sandy, Utah on a Wednesday against Real Salt Lake, Jason Cress's old club. Um, it's going to be that's going to be interesting because they always punch above their weight somehow. I don't know how they do it, but especially in that altitude, it's going to be a little different for our guys. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see. Then coming to May, May is going to be a packed month. We play six games. In in four weeks, it's it's gonna be crazy. We're playing fellow expansion team Nashville. Gonna that's gonna be a heck of a road game if people can go. Gonna be interesting to see how they grow their fan base, how their squad uh, philosophy goes up against ours. A lot of people are kind of deriding them as like FC Cincinnati Part Two compared to our more of an LAFC like start hot from the beginning kind of. Yeah, roster. I don't think they've done that great of a job, you know, on the expansion front. I mean, they're obviously not as lucky to have Paul McDonough, you know, pulling the strings. But it, it'll be interesting because I think there's there's going to be some struggles there for sure. You know, yeah. but but that after this is kind of where we start, you know, really May and then moving on is where we start to get, you know, out of some of the the, the top teams and, and, and into that more mid-range and lower range where I think we're going to be able to pick up some wins and, you know, worst case draws, but really start to to find our stride and our identity in these months as, you know, it's easier to get those wins versus, you know, some of these major teams in the MLS. Yeah, obviously uh, we then, like, we're going to go to one of my favorite cities, Chicago, playing against the team with the biggest abomination of the crest ever, the Chicago Fire. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, round, like, Towards the end of the month, it's 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 kind of big. Sunday to uh, the twenty fourth, we're playing the quote unquote kings of the south, coming down to South Florida. Uh, wait, sorry, we're going up to Atlanta, the A, the the A, playing Atlanta United, mm-hmm. playing what supposedly is the Let's big. Let's start the rivalry. Club. Let's start Let's the rivalry. Got friends who are Atlanta United supporters. In, they're in the supporters groups. They're, they're season ticket holders. I'm very excited. I'm probably going to that game. That's going to be amazing. Cannot That's wait May 25th. To be, yes, May yeah, 24th. Yeah. It says May 24th here. I've got 25th yeah. on my schedule, but they could be could have made some adjustments. Well, <laughs> and then uh, we should then going through the rest of June, um, I'm going to be hot. Uh, ho- thankfully, all our games are night. Um and then pretty much the next big game that I see on the schedule is July 10th, Friday, July 10th, under the lights in Orlando. 
the the Florida Derby begins. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not too worried about that. That's gonna be I mean, uh where we make him little brother, you know. Little brother, but let me tell you, that is gonna be a hell of an atmosphere. That's gonna be a good it's, month too, because we're gonna have Cincinnati who we can beat, Columbus who we can beat, Orlando who we can beat, and then we get to finish out with NYC and then also Atlanta United again. Yes. So it's good. I think like July's <laughs> honestly gonna gonna be the the pinnacle of the of the season in my opinion. Uh, going into August, my birthday month, so we need to win all the games in my birthday month because it's important to me. Hey, we we get uh, we get enter Atlanta on my birthday in July, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be as coherent as I can, but I might not remember try. too much of that game. We're gonna try. I get DC on the weekend of my birthday. Hell yeah! Uh, obviously, then we go. Uh, August 16th, we go across the country. We go to the Northwest. We go to the Timbers Army and the, and Portland. And it's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Then, then the Purple People come down here Thursday. For another 20th. L. Just they're another gonna be L. catching L's. A lot of L's in in Fort Lauderdale. They're but gonna then, make all the jokes. We're gonna make all the goals. That's all I can say. Exactly. We're gonna make but jokes. Then, we're gonna make make the goals. Then we're going to have a tough matchup, though, against Seattle, who, ah. uh, you know, defending MLS chance, champions, Rui Diaz, monster. That'll be a good test. That, that'll be a good barometer to, to as we, you know, finish out the season, hopefully, you know, making that, that, that serious playoff push right there. So hopefully by the time we do play the Sounders, we're firmly we're locked in. in yeah. Position. Yeah. I um, hope we're not straddling the, you know, in and out because because uh, it's not going to be extremely tough to. Uh, you know, come come back and, and and try and make a run against some of these teams at the end. The 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 schedule is really forgiving in the back end. Uh, other than maybe the Red Bulls, I'm not particularly scared of any team. The biggest issue, honestly, to me, uh, is going to be maybe the weather. It's going to get colder towards the end of September in Foxborough, that godforsaken place. Uh, and the following week at NYCFC, I mean, it's going to be cold. We, we have a lot of Latin players. We, we like the warmth, man. We're down here in Miami. Yeah. You know, we wear shorts yeah. all day, tank tops all day. You know, yeah. that, that, that that's tough at the end right there. And then hopefully our last uh, home game of the regular season, not of the season in general, will be against Columbus. Hopefully we can end the season on a high crescendo and then go into the playoffs so we can aim for our first ever MLS Cup. I am so excited, my man. Year one, baby. Let's get it. Year one, obviously, we're going to have the Open Cup starting in April. Really excited for that. The possibilities of the matchups in that are endless. It's that's going to be very interesting to see who we get paired up with. Yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of doing just because I'm, I'm kind of a numbers guy. So I was just doing some like statistical analysis, just running through, you know, standings from last year because there hasn't been a, a massive amount of change in the MLS really. Uh, you know, outside of like the, the new teams coming in, but just based off standings of last year, our schedule strictly going off the mean. And I'm talking the top four, middle four and bottom four. I just kind of drew up like top four loss, middle four draw, bottom four win. And just on that mean average, we're, I mean, nine, nine wins, 11 draws, 13 losses, not ideal. But again, that's mean. So that's not going to be how it's going to roll. I could see a lot of these games going one way or the other and us getting more in some like, you know, a 15 win or even like a 17 win season kind of kicking in strong in our first season. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be exciting to see. I'm I'm extremely confident given today's super draft. What are your thoughts on those picks? I am. I mean, two. I mean, we got the 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 Herman winner. We've got a Herman runner up. I like I'm I was floored i mean in in a, in a good way i was i was just running around 
on my lunch break watching this and, and, and could not be happy with those picks. I saw some of the other, you know, analysis they were thinking we were going to pick up and I wasn't really too fond of it, but I really like, you know, how we came out and, uh, definitely secure like Robbie Robbins. I mean, I, I, he is a goal scorer by nature. I hope he translates well. And then, you know, Dylan, uh, great defender, but he can also score. And if you listen to this podcast, you know, there's nothing more I love than a defender that can add some goals throughout the season. You know, I I'm, I'm happy. Well, how, how did you take all that in today? The mastery of Paul McDonough, where you can get the Herman trophy winner and a, and a national champion in the first and third picks. Uh, it, 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 this this squad right now is being built up um, not just for this season, but for the next few years to mm-hmm. become a power in MLS. And I and I cannot wait to see these guys. Obviously, they're a little young. I very well could see them start out maybe with the USL team for a while or being being more depth players. But I'm very excited to see what they're capable of because they are definitely uh, very high potential uh, kind of guys. They're generation Adidas players, and I'm and I. And it's just this is just showing the the philosophy of the club as a whole that youth and and potential in the future is more important than buying someone with a bigger name for for right now. Exactly. And I mean, Dylan Nealis was the defensive most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament, you know, and again, a runner up to, to the Herman Trophy. So I think these are two, you know, stud players we got. I agree with you. I think they're going to take a little development. Uh, you know, I think Robbie will probably come off the bench, you know, to start. I, I don't think either of these guys are necessarily, you know, the starter right away. But, you know, the longevity is, is the goal here. It's not just come out swinging year one and then, you know, year two or three. We don't we don't know what we're doing. I mean, this is kind of a, a, a being built the right way so that we have years of, of amazing football down here in South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it really went also like you got to think about the competition that these guys are coming from. If if you're gonna say like oh college soccer isn't isn't competitive, like what one came out of Clemson, the ACC like is probably the most powerful conference in yeah. college yeah. soccer, both men and women's. And then the other one came from Georgetown, the national champions. And so they definitely know how they they know what it takes to compete. Uh, they they know how to win championships. Um, and I think they're gonna come in with that youthful fire that I think the whole as a club is going to need. Um, they're not going to want to lose. They're not going to like to lose, which is always really, really great to see. And some people think that a lot of MLS players don't really have that fire, that they don't like losing as much as they like winning. Um, so I'm just, I'm just excited to see how Diego Alonso takes all these pieces and plays chess, which I'm, which I know he can after mm-hmm. all his results uh, in Mexico and, and throughout his career. I think this next stage, where supposedly he's had a hand in picking a lot of the guys for the super draft and for the expansion draft. Like, if he's had a hand in it, I want to see what he can do once he actually has them on the field in practice and in games. Yeah, and I mean, I know you and I, you know, we're, we're you know texted around, uh, bouncing names, you know, off each other, and obviously there there were so many, but. You know, just real quickly, what what were your what are your thoughts on that that Diego Alonso selection? It's fantastic. Obviously, um, it took a lot longer than a lot of people liked. Um, even though logically it made sense, like it didn't matter if the coach was selected uh, in a in a week or or when we did or a few months ago, he's still going to be there for training camp. Our guys are still going to have him at the helm. Um, if, if he's been in talks with the team for a while and had hand in the selection of the players, then this is, 
he's been basically an employee in all but a name ever since. Um, so I don't think there's going to be as much of a drawback as some people think because they waited so long. I don't believe that'll be the case. And just thinking about the fact that he fits South Florida so well, he fits yep. Miami. Um, yep. Some people may have commented, y'all, he doesn't speak Spanish, uh, he doesn't speak English. And that may affect uh, his popularity or the team's popularity. And honestly, three fourths of the team can translate. Don't worry. <laughs> that and also um, the one the one letter that everyone in this in this area cares about is W. Is W is the win. Yeah. If you if you win, it doesn't matter if you're speaking if you're speaking Spanish, English, Creole. It doesn't matter. People just want to mm-hmm. win. And if Diego Alonso um, gives that to us i think we'll, we'll all love him anyways doesn't matter what he's telling what he's saying to us i agree good things take time it was uh at times frustrating but you know i i'm very pleased that i think the majority of everyone is very pleased with it and i think we have a very yes. bright future here i mean honestly i like the squad we have right now and we still have our two dp spots left so um mm-hmm. yeah i like this this is exactly what i was hoping it would be there's obviously mm-hmm. got to be that little bit of nervousness, you know, being a brand new expansion team. But I mean, hell, I, I, I honestly couldn't be happier. Um, so you're actually, uh, you know, on your way to a siege meeting tonight. But just, mm-hmm. you know, tell, tell the listeners, you know, what kind of things the siege has going on over, you know, the next few weeks or month. Gotcha, man. Yeah, right. Uh, going over to uh, John Martin's, which is one of our partner bars. We are currently expanding our network of partner bars and and places throughout the state that people inter Miami fans you don't even have to be a siege member to to go to these places you're more than welcome any inter Miami fan is welcome we're going to be uh, listing them very soon uh, to go watch uh, inter Miami games home and away if you can't make it to to Lockhart and then uh, coming up we actually are going to do an event at Lockhart we're going to basically try to uh, do a, a practice run at a tailgate have some fun at the site uh, so that we can definitely make it feel like home for us. And we're really, really excited about that. Uh, for LAFC, a bunch of our members are actually heading out to LA. Uh, they already booked their flights. They already The tickets are already being acquired. We're really, really excited about that. And, of course, game one at home, uh, March 14th, a huge tailgate is being planned by yours truly. Um, and I cannot wait for it to all, all go down. The moment that all of us have been waiting for for all these years is finally happening, and Inter Miami is beginning. It is starting. It is here. It's here, baby. It's here. Max, a thousand thank yous. So good to talk to you again. We'll see you at these tailgates. More than likely, we'll see you at that practice tailgate as well. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for the time, man. Been a pleasure. Have a good one. Thank you, Jay. Be good, man. Well, I hope you guys are as excited as Max and I are about this inaugural season. Hope we gave you some insights into what to expect between our home and away games, kind of month-to-month breakdown right there. Again, appreciate Max joining us one more time on the podcast. He's a very knowledgeable individual when it comes to soccer and especially Inter-Miami. Again, VP of Operations for the Siege, talks about soccer nonstop, moderator of the Facebook fan group. Uh, has his connections inside inner Miami. So very, very well in tune with everything that is going on. We will be back next week 
when Alex is back in town and he's had time to recover, I'm sure his liver will be crying when he first gets back and we'll be with a fresh new episode going into more detail on those few items I mentioned at the beginning. And I'm sure there's going to be more in that time period that developed that we will cover. As always, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Intermiami Podcast. Go ahead and send us an email at jayandalex at intermiamipodcast.com and check out the website, intermiamipodcast.com. We will see you guys soon. Vamos Miami!